We are live, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, welcome back to the Invisible FC Pop. Um, Josh, it's good to hear from you again, man. It's good to hear from you. Dude, twice in a week we get to do a sesh together. How great is this? Um, Okay, so we've got some important stuff to talk about. We do. And we do. I, I think the overarching question that I have for you is this Sunday – how many screens are you going to have up and which cool. games are going to be on those screens? How many screens is an interesting question. Uh, probably three or four. Um, mm. I'm, I'm 100% going to be watching Arsenal, even though if that's not an important match, at least mathematically. Um, ideally, I'm going to be watching Villa Brighton. Uh, I'm going to try to put oh, on Leeds, Leeds Tottenham, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably going to be flicking through the other uh, couple – uh, relegation games so so Everton Bournemouth and Leicester West Ham yeah those are all mm-hmm. important games to watch mm-hmm. I would argue that Leeds versus Tottenham is the must-watch fixture of the day though yeah I think I'm gonna have that one on I think the other ones I'll be flicking through but that one I'm, I'm gonna try to have on that one's gonna be my main I'm not even sure if I'm gonna watch the Arsenal game it See, definitely cool. won't be on my primary screen you, you gotta have it on somewhere though you gotta have it on yeah I mean, I'm happens but I mean, this is just reminiscent of – I know last year we went to Dylan's – or at least I – were you with me? I was not with you. I was not. Oh, me and – me and yeah, me and Charlotte went yeah. to Dylan's on the last it's day of the season. Yeah. And, I mean, that was great. It was fun to watch Arsenal win. But, again, it was a meaningless game. It feels like the last few years – the last time I cared about what was happening on the last day was when Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was chasing the golden boot in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> or, 18, or was it 18-19? Uh, 18 19 yep. Yeah, that's the last time I cared about anything that happened on the last day for Arsenal because I mean he he had a chance to to get that golden boot, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it feels like you know it's just another year where the Arsenal match on the last day is going to be boring and there's nothing mm-hmm. to care about. Yep. What is interesting is yes, that last match is usually um, you know usually nothing to play for really. Uh, Arsenal almost always wins on the last day. I I, I was looking through it a, a few about a week ago. Um, just curious because I realized that every year Arsenal seems to win on the final day. I was looking back. I'm pretty sure it was like 2007, the last time they lost the last match of the season. Um, and it's been like 10 consecutive wins uh, with a couple draws here and there. And yeah, I mean, Arsenal usually does it on the last day and I expect nothing else against Wolves. I honestly, I feel the same way as I did on the last day of last season. They yeah. owe the supporters a performance. Yeah, they do. I mean, putting five against Everton last year, it didn't feel exorbitant. It didn't feel strange. I owed that performance. Yeah. And and you know, maybe that's yeah. a little entitled of me to say, but I just think it's true. No, I think there's something to it. I, I also think that it, it speaks to kind of the older Arsenal that, we, that, that we've come to know over the past few years of, of – being able to to really perform when there's no pressure on, and we've we've uh, we've been praising this Arsenal team for being able to to, to perform under pressure and um, really diverting away from a lot of their old uh, tendencies. Um, but you know, when the pressure came came to it down the stretch, they didn't they didn't take it. Um, and I do expect that they're going to be able to now with no pressure put on a really nice display, and they need to. They really need to. I do think they have to because I think the difference between 
us finishing like a, a comfortable 10 points behind city mm-hmm. versus, you know, you know, it'll be less than eight ideally. Yeah. It's still embarrassing to have been as far ahead as we were at certain points in the season and fumble this, this lead is really bad, but yeah, I do think that, I mean, the squad will need this momentum builder. It's going to be important given that we're on a bit of a tailspin right now to finish off the season on a good note because yeah. it's going to frame a lot of how not only the fans, but definitely the players and the management think about this past season going into the summer. Yeah, I think it. I think it's um, it's not only just carrying it over into, into the new year, but also I, I texted you this, I mentioned this to you, that – you know, if Arsenal can just stumbles over the line and they lose or draw that match, they lose all not only momentum but but all attraction over the summer. I mean, you, yeah. you finish off with a win, and, and people think of that win, and they think of a, a really good performance, um, and they're going to attract big names. But if Arsenal stumbles over the line with a couple really bad defeats and then maybe a draw against Wolves at home, that's a really bad look for Arsenal, and and it's not going to bode well for them in the market. Um, I mean, you remember how poorly Chelsea ended last season. They still made the Champions League. They finished third, but they had such a poor ending to the season. And yes, they had very different circumstances, but look how it carried over. And I think if they had finished stronger than that, it probably wouldn't have looked exactly like that. I completely agree. I completely, completely agree. I, Yeah, I think as a Chelsea fan, you there was definite cause for concern. I think looking listening back on our, our Chelsea season preview, Mm-hmm. Um, both you and I raised points about the potential for Chelsea having a bit of a down year. I don't think anyone expected it to be as, as significant of a down of year as it's been. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be picking them to finish in the bottom half for for my like table predictions next year. Like I do think they'll bounce back, but um, it's been a bit it's been a bit shocking, and I do think that I mean Arsenal will find their way into a fair number of people's top four predictions for next year for sure. I think you'd be like a lot of people will pick Arsenal to get fifth and you know, that will be pretty insulting to the team and the franchise and the quality of them, but people always doubt Arsenal. It's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but I think a, a vast majority of intelligent pundits and, and, you know, analysts will pick Arsenal to finish in the top four. If not in the title race again, uh, it, you'd be hard pressed to guarantee that we'll be in a title race again next season. Cause I just don't know if that's realistic. Um, but I also don't see any reason that we couldn't be. And I know that when it comes around to it, I'll be picking us to do that. Yeah. It all depends on what happens in the market as well. So there's, there's a lot of time to figure it out. I agree. I also think that the difference between finishing the season with 81 points and finishing with 84 points is a lot more than just points. Yeah. Because the 81 points you're looking at it like, Oh yeah, these guys were in a title challenge at one point and then they barely Mm -hmm. got 80 points. Right. 84 points is really making a fist of a season. Yep. Absolutely. I was thinking that today. It's much bigger than just those three points, especially with that many points already accrued. It's kind of remarkable mm-hmm. how big of a difference that can be in mentality. Yep. yep. Right. You know, this was supposed to be about which matches we were going to watch this week. <laughs> it always tails off. It always tails off. It, 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 there's an Arsenal spin to this podcast always. Yeah, um, there often is. That being said, relegation drama will be significant. Um, I'm spending the night at my girlfriend's right now and, and, uh, her roommate is an Everton fan. So we were chatting away about, about, Ruby. The, yeah, Ruby, yeah, uh, we were chatting Ruby. away about the possibility of Everton winning and things like this. And, and yeah. I did, I did say there, I'm, I'm fairly certain they're going to stay up. I'd be shocked if, if, if Everton were the, the 
if Everton weren't the team that that makes it out of those three. Yeah, um, I would. I would be too. I Absolutely. think at this point, Leeds look horrible. It's definitely not going to be them. You as much as I'm going to be watching them play Tottenham and praying that it will be. And if it is, I'd be very happy to eat those words. That would be a fantastic thing for me to be proved right. wrong about. Yep. Um, but I do think Leicester have a shot. As weird as that sounds, because I think I've been saying, like, they're not scrappy. They won't make it happen. They're playing West Ham. That's a winnable game. Yeah. And, I mean, to get a point against Newcastle in the fashion that they did, that was tough soccer that they, that they displayed that day. Um, on Monday. So, I, I mean, I, I think if either team are, is going to do it, it will be Leicester. I'm going to be rooting like hell for it to be Leeds. But um, I, I think Everton versus Bournemouth, who have very little to play for except their pride. Um, and versus, and you've seen Leicester versus West Ham. I mean, this will be la- West Ham's last match before that Conference League final. Yeah, yeah. A win will be important for momentum for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be motivated to win this game. Yeah. Absolutely, so, even if they have mathematically nothing to play for, which we talked about before. It's, I do think it's looking a bit slow for Leicester. And... Yeah, I, I do just think that that the difference between Leicester and Leeds is I don't I can't see a good performance out of Leeds because I haven't seen one in a very long time. Yeah, they've been I can, see, I can see a horrible, horrible performance, a disastrous three 0 defeat at home for Leicester, but could I could also see a three one win. I could also see them putting on that performance just because they have the quality to do it. I'm not saying they will because they, they've barely shown that this season, but it's the inconsistency that almost gives them a better shot because you yeah. don't know what Leicester you're going to get out of, and they have the quality of players to do so. I still think even if they win, Everton's probably going to get over the line. Like, I mean, I, they have a good what chance of winning as well, and they always seem to make what's it What's the goal difference looking like for these teams? Leicester has the advantage there. They do. Leicester does but, have the advantage on goal difference. But, that could be important. Yeah. If Everton Bournemouth, draw and Leicester win, then, right. then Leicester are out and Everton go down. But I think Everton's going to be Bournemouth. because Bournemouth, I, I think you're correct, yeah. Bournemouth doesn't have and, – and, again, not having anything to play for doesn't mean you're not going to play hard. But a team like Bournemouth, they don't have Conference League coming up. They don't have – anything in particular they they've done the job of survival which nobody expected from them i know you did uh but that that i mean they've done their job they've they've had a phenomenal season for them and yeah they're ready to go hit the beach man exactly and so i and everton has everything to play for they they've fought in these before um they always seem to make it out and i think especially if leicester's winning somebody's going to hear that in the stadium and they're gonna they're gonna be more motivated to win that match they're gonna push yeah, I agree with you there. I also think Everton has some nasty boys on their team. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two career enders handed out just to ensure no they onto a lead if they have one. That's no it it could be a very, very nasty game. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's not sleep on the fact that Moise Casado ended Gabriel Martinelli's season yeah. uh, two weeks ago yeah, now. He did. So he shouldn't sign. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun and say anything yet, but I think we both know what we expect to happen on Sunday as far as relegation goes. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be that. That'll Villa be that. versus Brighton could be the big game as well if Tottenham do manage to win. Yeah, it could. Well, in that terms will determine of- Villa making Europe or not. I'll just be flipping through the matches. I always do that on the last it's game. It's a good time, I, man. There's some entertaining football played on. I that. love Super, Super Sunday, Sunday, man. It's it's just Super Sunday is great. Yeah, the re- it is very Sundayish though. It gives me Sunday scaries because when it ends, what do we we have a couple cup finals? Sure. And then hey, there's 
I forget which day it is, but the the uh, promotion final, promotion playoff, two team, two teams that haven't been in the uh, Premier League. I think it's this Saturday. I think it is this Saturday. Is Saturday? The okay. day before the Super Sunday. I also so after know that we have the Women's World Cup coming up this summer too. Yep, yep. So That's there's prospective football on the horizon, and we will be getting into some Women's World Cup content. We will be. We will sure. be. That's going to be a very fun tournament to watch. Come on, USA. Come on. All right, well – Josh, thanks for chatting with me. I think this ran a little bit longer than we expected to. uh, As it always does. It was a good time, man. That's all right. Yeah. And come on, you Gunners. Come on, you Gunners. And come on, you Leeds. I know you guys can do it. All right, great. (laughs) Talk to you soon, mate. You too.